everybody. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Thursday, December 19th, 2019. And yes, I know we did not do a podcast yesterday, and I'm totally thrown off on which day of the week it is and what the date is. But you know what? We are back to get you ready for tonight's game between the Golden Knights and the Vancouver Canucks. Welcome back. I am your host, Danny Webster, Vegas correspondent for NHL.com and site manager for SB Nation's Nights on Ice. And I do apologize for not getting a podcast up yesterday. Um, Honestly, it was Christmas shopping. Christmas shopping was the main reason why uh, we did not have an episode yesterday to talk about the Golden Knights finally slaying the dragon that is the Minnesota Wild. Uh, I got home from the arena at around midnight, and I was like, oh, you know, maybe I can record right after the game. I, but I, I just got home and I felt so tired and then uh, was sleeping on and off uh, Wednesday morning and just felt tired and did not have any motivation to do anything yesterday other than get up and actually do Christmas shopping because, you know, Christmas is in six days. And uh, that's usually the t- and usually the uh, the time where I'm stressing out and tr- making sure I get everybody accounted for. So, uh yeah, uh, apologies for not having an episode yesterday, and uh, it's going to be a little bit crazy within the next couple of days because of, obviously, Christmas. Uh, the plan is to have an episode for Christmas Eve. Obviously, that will probably be recapping the game against Colorado on the 23rd, so we will have an episode up on Christmas Eve. Christmas Day, probably not likely, uh, but we'll be back on the 26th, and then we have to kind of figure out how New Year's is going to work because Vegas plays on New Year's Eve, and we got to kind of figure out how we're going to make that happen. But we're going to get back into a regular flow, Um, you know, obviously with me being sick and with everything going on the last few weeks and just, you know, just being exhausted and whatnot, um, the the uploads have kind of been stagnant. So I appreciate your guys' patience. I appreciate you still tuning in and listening. Uh, But we're probably going to get back into a more constant, uh, constant feel, constant upload, uh, over the next couple of weeks and kind of get back into a rhythm uh, before I go away for the bye week in mid-January. So that's what's going on there. Uh, but of course, before we get into any hockey talk, the uh, the usual housekeeping items uh, real quick. Um, this is the first time you're listening to this podcast. Welcome. Uh, we are a daily podcast talking about the Vegas Golden Knights here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, which you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, or wherever else you may get your podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnVGK. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21. And if you can, if you feel like sending an email, do so to LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com. So we'll kind of give you a little bit of recap of Tuesday, looking into tonight's game, and uh, we'll also be taking a look around the Pacific Division because we haven't really done that in a while. And uh, we'll give you some games to watch for tonight because this is kind of a delayed upload. Usually we'd have a look around the league. Um, but with this going up closer toward the afternoon, we'll just get you ready with a couple of games that I'm going to be also watching tonight while we're uh, keeping an eye on VGK in Vancouver. So Tuesday, the Golden Knights slayed the Dragon known as the Minnesota Wild, beat them in regulation for the very first time, a 3-2 victory in Vegas, their first win against the Wild in their home barn uh, ever. They are now 2-5 and five all-time against the Wild, and with that win, the Golden Knights are now 8 two and one in their last 11 games they are on fire they are playing the best stretch of hockey um, so far this season and they are looking like the team 
that I think a lot of people expected at the beginning of the season to contend for the Pacific Division title and contend to be one of the best teams in the Western Conference. We are seeing that right now uh, with this team. Now only one point back of the new look Arizona Coyotes for first place in the Pacific Division. We'll touch on the Coyotes in a little bit. Um, But you look at the last couple of weeks and how things have transpired, and it's almost miraculous um, how much things can change in the span of two weeks. Back on December 1st, the Golden Knights, I believe, were sixth in the Pacific Division. The Sharks had just jumped them. We remember when the Sharks at the beginning of the season were one of the bottom feeders of the Pacific Division. They've stormed back. They were able to surpass the Golden Knights, eventually take third in the Pacific, and everything was just falling off the rails for them. Uh, actually, I want to say they were fourth, but it seemed like they were sixth. They were they were losing. They were free-falling. I think, what was it? They lost 10 of 13 at one point. Just things were not going right for the Golden Knights. And now in the span of two weeks, the Golden Knights have resurged. They've changed up their defensive scheme, gone to a more zone-like defense. Uh, Max Pacioretty has become one of the better scorers in the past few weeks. Obviously, he was the first star of the week earlier this, or his name, the first star of the week last week on Monday. And his play has catapulted the Golden Knights right back near the top of the Pacific Division. And again, only one point off. They have a chance, should the uh, Coyotes lose tonight to the Wild, uh, the Golden Knights, with a win, would overtake first place in the Pacific Division, which is really, when you consider how bad they were a while ago, um, is really a miracle. But it also shows you that no one has really been able to separate themselves from the pack. And this is one of the things that even though the Golden Knights were losing and they were on this losing stretch, I kept saying, if if the Pacific Division holds pat, because you don't think that the Oilers are going to keep on keeping on, right? You don't think that they're going to keep on winning no matter how good McDavid and Dreisaitl are. You knew the goaltending was going to fall off, and really the goaltending hasn't fallen off. And you know we'll elaborate on the Oilers as well in a little bit. But considering the fact that nobody really separated themselves from the pack in the Pacific Division, the Golden Knights were right there to essentially make a charge. And right now in their last 11 games, they have been doing that. And they've been one of the hottest teams in the league. And they're going to be one of the hottest new teams, hottest teams in the league entering the new year. Uh, should this keep on going on? And again, you got the, uh, you got the Canucks tonight and then you have the back to back at San Jose and then home against Colorado before you've got a few days off for, um, for the Christmas break. And then you come back for the, for the new year. So, a big stretch of games for the Golden Knights, but if they can end this new year, end the uh, end twenty nineteen strong, then you got to think that they might be the favorites going forward. Even though Arizona just added a former MVP, um, so big stretch of games upcoming for the Golden Knights, and that includes tonight with a rematch against the Vancouver Canucks, who they saw on Sunday and won six to three. Max Pacioretty had four points in that game, and uh, the Canucks again another team that we're going to talk about in our look around the Pacific in a little bit. They've been kind of hovering up and down a little bit. They've been playing some good hockey. There are some nights where they'll play up to their competition, and other nights they'll have a, an off night like they did on Sunday at Vegas. But they are still a very talented team, very top-heavy with a lot of dangerous scores. Um, obviously, Elias Pettersson is the real deal. There's no denying that. And then there's still Brock Besser and JT Miller and Bo Horvat. Um, they're going to be dangerous. And I, I presume Jacob Markstrom uh, will be in net, I, I think, Going back to last week when they played Vegas, I think Markstrom was playing the back-to-back, I think, because they were in, were they in San Jose on Saturday, 
and then they played Vegas on Sunday. And Markstrom actually got both of those games, I believe, which really, really, I think it was a shocker. I think I, I know Thatcher Demko is dealing with, uh, I believe, a concussion right now, so he isn't really. Um, he he obviously isn't fit to play right now, but I mean, even Michael DiPietro uh, as the backup, you at least need to throw him in there once in a while, right? So uh, very interesting tonight to see how Vancouver responds. I know they're probably going to be a little bit angry given how they performed on Sunday, um, but a big chance for the Golden Knights against a team that they've really had a lot of success in. I think Vegas is now 7-1 and one or 8-1 and one all time against the Canucks. Uh, so far, they have been able to take care of business against their uh, Pacific Division foes. So, um, if if the Golden Knights can kind of get another win here and go to nine one and two in their last twelve, um, and again a, a Coyotes loss tonight and a win for Vegas would push them into first place. And if you're looking for any sort of good news heading into six days before Christmas, there it is. The Vegas Golden Knights are back and they're resurging and they're playing great hockey at the right time. So. Uh, big game tonight for the Golden Knights, uh, taking on Vancouver, and they're going to get, I believe, a couple days off before they go to San Jose, and then the big back-to-back, the second half of the back-to-back next Monday against the Colorado Avalanche. So a lot to look forward to uh, with that game coming up. With that being said, let's take a look around the Pacific Division. I know I kind of hinted up uh, every other team so far, uh, at least the, <laughs> the last couple of teams. Um in the Pacific Division right now, and obviously we start at the top and work our way to the bottom. And of course, at the top, as we mentioned a couple times before, the Arizona Coyotes, who are atop the division by one point over Vegas. Uh, obviously, we touched on it on Wednesday or Tuesday. The addition of Taylor Hall to the lineup is giving Arizona a much-needed boost offensively to round out their solid defense core and their very, very solid goaltending. Um, to add Taylor Hall, who was on the first line, I believe, uh, in their win over the Sharks on Tuesday. And he was and he, uh, he gets all the credit in the world for giving that uh, game-winning assist to uh, Oliver ekman Larson on the winning goal. Uh, we talked about it before. The Coyotes, they are dangerous. They look really good. They've looked good without Taylor Hall. You add him in there without giving much up. That is the kind of that is the kind of season defining move that is going to make things interesting in the Pacific Division and uh I know Ve- I think Arizona comes to Vegas on December 28th that game is going to be electric I mean I mean Coyotes and Golden Knights games are usually solid this one's going to be fun especially knowing that the last time the two teams faced each other Vegas won 2 to 1 in the shootout Um, It's going to be very interesting to see Taylor Hall in this lineup against Vegas. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. So Coyotes are first in the Pacific. They get the Wild tonight. should be a very fun game. And uh, the Coyotes are just going to be a fun team to watch the rest of the way, even if you don't have a rooting interest in the Pacific Division. um, They're going to be a fun team to watch going forward for the rest of the year. Uh, Right behind the Golden Knights in third place are the Edmonton Oilers, who have finally come down to earth, uh, except for Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, who continue to lead the league in points. I believe last I checked, McDavid at 59, Dreisaitl at 57. Uh, But the Oilers are 3-6-1 in their last 10. Um, You knew it was coming eventually. You knew that the drop-off was coming. You you just didn't know when, because you thought they would have enough to kind of suffice and get into the playoffs. Um, but right now, 
Edmonton is struggling. They are looking they're looking a little shell-shocked. And the funny thing is, the goaltending has been okay. It's mainly been Miko Koskinen and net because I believe the last seven or so starts from Mike Smith have been god-awful. I think he's allowed at least five goals three times in those seven starts. It has been bad for Mike Smith. Miko Koskinen has been okay, but he's been two four, but he's two four and zero in his last six starts. But he's been okay. I think he, I mean, he had one start where he gave up six. The other times he's given up a three spot a couple times. He had a couple times where he gave up one. So he's been okay, but there have definitely been those starts where they've been giving up way too many goals, and the defense hasn't been playing great. Um, but again, outside of McDavid and Dreisaitl and you know maybe a little bit here of Zach Cassian. Edmonton just doesn't have much. I mean, James Neal's name hasn't been mentioned since the first few weeks of the season, and now he's kind of tailored off a little bit. So the Oilers are in that little position where you know they could probably beat you at any given time, but right now they're in that spot where they could easily fall out. And they could easily fall out if the Calgary Flames continue the way that they've been playing. However, the Flames, though, after winning their first seven under new coach Jeff Ward... They've lost their last two by a combined score of eight to one. So I think the high is is gone a little bit for uh for Calgary. But um you know what? Right now, there's no denying that Calgary has stormed back after hovering around five hundred, I think, for the first month and a half. But you know what? The ghost of Bill Peters stays strong. I I he's not dead, obviously, but it's going to be interesting to see how long Calgary can keep this up. I mean, obviously, when they won those la- those first seven under Ward, it was like, oh, Calgary's back, and they haven't really had anyone step up, and you know, they haven't had like a Johnny Gaudreau type of performance where he just takes over games this season. Gaudreau is actually not even their leading scorer. I think uh, Sean Monahan, or uh, uh, yeah, I think Sean Monahan is the leading scorer right now for uh, for Calgary. So right now, it it is. Uh, it's it's really interesting to see how Calgary can withstand this, and I I'm of the mindset that they can. They they have too much talent, you know what I mean. They they have so much talent right now that it just makes me think that they're going to get it together and they're going to string some consistency along. Um, but I it's gonna I don't know if maybe the the seven game win streak was an abom- abomination, but it'll be interesting to see. How that works. I think the Flames are playing good right now, and they've got a chance to get even better. Uh, the Canucks, we kind of touched on them earlier. They've been covering, they've been hovering uh, up and down the last number of weeks, uh, four points behind Calgary for the second wild card. And we mentioned Thatcher Demko is hurt. Uh, Alex Edler and M- Mikhail Ferland are hurt as well. Um, so they're dealing with some injuries, and that that's kind of derailed them. But Elias Pettersson is God. He, he's he's so good. That goal he scored against Vegas on Sunday was absolutely spectacular. Uh, Quinn Hughes has been un- unbelievable. 26 points. Uh, I think he's got like 24 assists. He's been absolutely everything and advertised for Vancouver in his first full season with the Canucks. He's been great. Brock Besser is still good. JT Miller's been great. And Bo Horvat is scoring goals. They- they've all been good. The thing, though, with Vancouver that's kind of hindering them a little bit is they don't have any secondary scoring. I think they're going to need more. They're going to need one more pieces, or one more piece, or two more pieces uh, at the deadline if they want to contend for a playoff spot right now. Because um, you're you're seeing the top teams, Calgary. I'll even keep Edmonton in there for now, just because I think was as long as you had McDavid and Drysdale, you can offset the lack of scoring on some nights. 
Um, Vegas, you're seeing it right now, and uh, Arizona now with Taylor Hall, you see it. Those teams have guys that can score on on multiple fronts. Vancouver, for as good as they are at the top, they need, I think, another piece or two um, to kind of offset the lack of scoring that they have in the bottom six. And if they can do that, and part of it, again, you know, Furland's hurt. Uh, Edler is obviously probably one of the more consistent defensemen. If he comes back, that's going to help them a lot. But Vancouver, I think if they want to make a charge of the playoffs, they're going to need one more or two more pieces uh, to com- to uh, solidify the bottom six. And I think that's going to that's going to help them a lot. And it might take a lot of pressure off the guys up top. Um, pour another one out for the Sharks, if we may. Uh, three, six, and one in the last ten. Peter DeBoer is gone. Uh, they lost to the Coyotes in Taylor Hall's first game, as we mentioned earlier. You just got to wonder what would have happened if they just kept the guys that they that they let go. And I, and I keep saying this for, for San Jose, but it's true. You you lose Gustav Nyquist. You lose Junas Donskoy. You lose these guys that were such integral parts of your bottom six, and they were adding so much depth to your team that now you don't have them anymore, and you're relying on you know Logan Couture, Evander Kane, uh, Timo Meyer, Tomas Hurdle. I mean, those are really your top four that you're relying on to score. And to top it all off, your defense has been kind of kind of blah in the middle outside of Eric Carlson. So, I mean, the, the Sharks, and adding with the goaltending, it's still bad. The Sharks are just, man, the, the, it's not fun right now for San Jose. I, I can only imagine just how bad it's going to get. But right now, whew, man, pour one out for the Sharks. And pour one out for the Kings, too. Even though the Kings could very well pass the Sharks in the standings in the coming days. They're only one point back of the Sharks for sixth place. And we haven't really talked much about the Kings. Uh, but they did make news uh, earlier in the week with uh, putting Ilya Kovalchuk on waivers for purposes of releasing him. So now Kovalchuk is an unrestricted free agent. I still think, given a good team that needs more scoring, Ilya Kovalchuk could help a team out. I I know he's getting older. He's not the guy he used to be when he was last in the NHL. But I feel like on a good team, for a team that, one, needs power play scoring, two, might need some help in the middle six, I think Ilya Kovalchuk is still serviceable. Um, but outside of that, no one is scoring outside of Anze Kopitar. Jonathan Quick and Jack Campbell have been bad. The City of Angels is dead when it comes to hockey. There's just nothing there. I mean, Drew Doughty is like one of your top scorers still. Dustin Brown is having an okay season, but there, there's no, there's, there's nothing to watch about the, the Kings that make you go, oh, that's interesting. So they're the Kings. What, what more can you say? The Ducks are also not mighty, but I'm ch- uh, the Ducks are three six and one in the last ten. The youth is getting to them. It, it was only a matter of time before the youth would finally get to the Ducks. It has it, and it hasn't resulted in wins. Dallas Eakins is doing his damnedest, but it isn't uh, resulting well. Uh, and they lost to the Devils on Wednesday. I think that's all you need to know about where the Ducks are at right now. They lost to the Taylor Hall less Devils, which. Sure, the Devils playing inspired hockey with a new coach and having just traded their MVP. Sure, if you're looking for any excuse out of the book, there it is. But God help the Ducks. They do not look good right now. Uh, And that loss to the Devils the other night is definitely uh, 
where they're heading in that direction. So there's your look around the Pacific Division. Uh, very interesting at the top, and it's only going to get more interesting the more games that Taylor Hall plays for the Coyotes. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Since it's uh, too late to do a look around the league, we'll close tonight with some games that you should be watching tonight along with VGK in Vancouver. Uh, and I've picked three of them. It's a 12-game slate, I believe, tonight. So three games in particular that I'll be watching. Uh, Islanders and Bruins, two of the top teams in the East. Uh, the Bruins have been struggling a little bit lately, 4-4-2 uh, four, four, and two in the last 10. And the Islanders are still hanging around uh, after that 30-year point streak. It might be the game of the night. If this one does not uh, surpass it, being the Carolina Hurricanes and the Colorado Avalanche, Carolina has won five of six. Colorado has won eight of 10. If you are looking for a sleeper Stanley Cup final preview, I might have this for you. I think this is a very plausible one. If Carolina can catch fire in the second half of the season, which they're starting to win some games that are looking very impressive. Carolina is just one of those teams where I'm watching them and I'm like, you forget they made the Eastern Conference final last year. And there's still this slim chance with Carolina. If they can, if one, he'll take less money. Two, if they can free up enough cap space to do it. Justin Williams is still sitting around. And I heard on the TSN Insiders the other day um, that Justin Williams still has Carolina at the top of his list. If Justin Williams comes back and the way that Carolina is playing right now, there's an X factor right there for this team that, again, people forget. They made the Eastern Conference Final last year. They got trashed by Boston in four games, but they still made the Eastern Conference Final. Like, this is a good team that I still think, given how good uh, Boston's been, given how good Washington has been, and really given how good the Islanders have been, the, the Hurricanes are still flying under the radar a little bit. Like, no one's really talking about them. So I, th- I think we need to. I think we need to start talking more about Carolina. And the more, and we'll definitely talk more about Carolina if uh, Andrei Svechnikov can continue to score lacrosse-style goals. If he scores one more lacrosse-style goal this year, I think the internet might explode. What he's doing with these goals is absolutely ridiculous. God, if he pulls one off tonight, I think it'd be fantastic. They, can they just put that in the NHL video game already? Or is it, I haven't played the NHL video game in a couple of years, but I presume that's not in the game. Somebody's got to put that in the game, right? Uh, just just to just to mess with some people and then finally the other game i'll be watching is uh wild and coyotes uh wild man can you imagine wild e coyotes that, that that'd be that'd be fun uh roadrunner reference by the way um home debut for taylor hall obviously i think that crowd is gonna have something very excited to cheer for uh the attendance has been very good for arizona this year and you've been wondering like when do they get the shot in the arm? Be like, okay, get more people to come. Taylor Hall is going to be that uh, that coming attraction they're going to be looking for. Uh, Minnesota coming off that loss in Vegas on Tuesday, and they're going against a revitalized Arizona team that can be very dangerous. And that crowd should be electric tonight. So I'll be definitely keeping an eye on Arizona and Minnesota for sure. Uh, so again, VGK in Vancouver tonight, uh, seven o'clock puck drop. Uh, AT&T Sportsnet. You can find that game. And uh, we will be back tomorrow. Uh, obviously, we will be back tomorrow to break down VGK in Vancouver and if the Golden Knights can keep this streak of hot hockey going. So that'll do it for us, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your patience. Again, I know the schedule's a little bit stagnant, but we're going to get back on track as soon as possible uh, starting tomorrow, or today at least, I hope. So thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, and we'll see you tomorrow. 
Have a good one. <laughs>